this is Danny Hurley from the defending national champions, UConn Huskies, and this is the Big East Rewind. Welcome back to another edition of the Big East Rewind. I am Chuck Everson, your host from Villanova University. And my partner, as always, is the sensational Dr. Sonny Sparrow. How are you, Sonny? Chuck, I'm doing great. I, I think the this is going to be a fun show. We're kind of doing that bridging the present and the past. That's what and, we do. Uh, That's our new thing. Bridging right? the, the past yeah. with the present, present with the past. That's right. And, we, and uh, you know, we have an and, old friend and we got a new friend. So I'm happy. Yeah. Man. And you know what? Uh, why not start with the defending national champion, Huskies from UConn, Sonny? We got... So today is a great it's going place to, be, to start. Start at the top. Right, start right at the top, and it's going to be all husky all night tonight. So that'll be uh, that'll be a fun time, <laughs> and we're going to talk all about the current team, the current situation, what's going on in Husky Land over there, and who better to do that in and talk with us is to bring in two legit UConn Husky legends, Sonny. One guy's making a second appearance on the show. And one's a brand newcomer with us. So yep. we'll start with the new guy first, okay? So coming to us uh, from UConn, as I said, one of only six Huskies, Sonny, to score 1,000 points and grab 800 boards, the big guy, Rod Sellers. Wow. Is How are you, Rod? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Okay. Welcome to the show, Rod. And this guy's a ringer, Sonny. He knows he knows a lot. He's around the program. Yeah. He's now a friend of the show. He's been around a little bit with John Gwynn. And coincidentally, he's the all-time leading scorer in UConn history. Great legend himself, Chris Smith. How are you, Chris? I'm doing great. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me, man. And thanks for having me with my guy, Rod Sellers, man. Heart of the team right there. Yeah, well, you guys came Thanks in together, Thanks for being right? here, Chris. Love you, man. You guys oh, came yeah. in together. Yeah, we came yeah, in we together. Were, we were class. roommates. Oh, yeah. We were roommates, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So talk about that. So we, now you had a great class. Great. I mean, yeah, you know, we had we had great mentors. We had, uh, you know, talking about great players, Phil Gamble. Uh, we had, uh, you know, Cliff Robinson. Willie Glass, oh, great, right? you know, we had Lyman the Priest already there, John Gwynn. We had some great players that was already there that, you know, were mentors to us because, you know, we came in with bright eyes, man. I remember Rod Sellers coming in and coming from South Carolina, man. We just wanted to do well. We wanted to fit in and play well and, and, and be the best people we could be. And uh, I tell you, just, you know, UConn has been a special place for us. Yeah. How about you, Rod, when you came in? What were your thoughts? Uh, like Smitty said, you know, I came in, I'm from the South. I'm from ACC, SEC country. And uh, when I first got there, I know you kind of just came off the NIT championship. You know, but the big thing for me was it was the Big East. You know, the Big East yeah. was tremendous. Yeah. And I wanted a chance to, to play the show that I could play. Yeah. The Big East, you know, <clears throat> at the time, you know, that Georgetown was very strong. Syracuse was strong. You know, Villanova, Seton Hall. I remember Seton Hall went to the finals my uh, freshman year. Yeah. You know, it was just like it was 
a bruiser conference, a bruiser league, and I wanted a chance. You know, I'm this little skinny kid from South Carolina, but you know what? <laughs> I just knew that I worked I worked hard, I worked my ass off, and I, yeah. I knew I had a chance to play. So I was going to do whatever I had to do to stay on the court. Yeah. Whatever I had to do to play to help the team win. So, you know, that was my role, Rod. Just do whatever, do this, do that, and I would do it. You know, I would try to do it, do my the best I could at it. But, you know, I remember Smitty, he – He's from Connecticut. He was a big-time player of the year in the state. You know, he was a big-time guy. I could score. I was amazed at watching him. Like, every day in practice, I was just in amazement watching this guy. You know, and I, I remember Cliff Robinson, you know, Cliff was a great player, you know, just yeah. a great guy. <clears throat> Phil Gamble. I remember those guys would be amazed at watching Smitty. <laughs> yeah. What they called it, the Smitty dribble, where he would dribble so low, but he could score, like, with the best of them, I'm like, this guy is phenomenal. <laughs> it, it was big for me, but I was, you know, my role was to set screens, get him free. Okay. I say, Smitty, come off my side. I got you. <laughs> That's true. Nobody wanted to go off Rod's side, man. Rod was, he was extremely physical, especially for a young guy coming in, man. I mean, he could rebound the ball. He just had great hands and, if it touched his hands, he rebounded the ball. Great outlet passer. He could pull it up over the right. He could score over the left shoulder. He could score. So, I mean, I just saw a lot of uh, uh, greatness at a young age coming in. And, uh, you know, and Coach Calhoun, he let us play. He really let us play as freshmen, which uh, gave us the confidence for the years to come. Rod, I got to ask you about recruiting for yourself from ACC and SEC country, was was there any, like, backlash? Like, why are you going up north or why, why are you leaving this, you know, this area? So, you know, I was, a, I guess, a late bloomer coming out of high school. Uh, I didn't play AAU at the time, but, you know, I played high school. I was, like, second team All-State in South Carolina. And the year I graduated, South Carolina had a, a really good – recruiting class and a really good senior class and you know so south carolina university of south carolina wanted me but they wanted me to redshirt clemson wanted me same thing they wanted me to redshirt and i got uh i got a lot of looks from uh mid-level colleges so you know acc only acc school with south carolina i had interest from nc state but you know my mom wasn't too thrilled with nc state you know so <laughs> you know, the trouble. So I, uh, and my brother at the time, he was a freshman at central Connecticut. So I yep. was like, Hey, my brother's up there. Let me, uh, let me go okay. up there and see what's going on. So I was close to him. You know, I got a chance for the big East, you know, and a chance to do something, you know, what I thought was something would be something special in the big East, you know, because at the time Connecticut was kind of like a cellar dweller. Yeah. And, you know, I just remember, you know, Coach Calhoun, my freshman year, he didn't want to play in the eight nine game. I just yeah. remember that that was the thing that we didn't want to play in the eight nine game. Yeah. And then to do what we did, you know, just felt so special. And I just wanted to, I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to like, okay, we can do it, man. We can win. Just talking to Smitty, you know, like you said, Cliff and Phil and Lyman and John and you know, we just knew that we had a chance, but we yeah. just had to put it all together. Yeah. And Coach was the right person at the right time for that job, man. Coach Calhoun. Yeah. 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 Did did he make the connection with you, or was it the assistant? Who who was the one that got, sold you on UConn? The assistant, Howie Dickerman, Coach. D. Howie, great yeah. guy. 
Oh, yeah. Great guy. A tremendous guy. <laughs> I knew him from Canisius. He recruited me at Canisius at the oh, really? prior. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I love Coach D, man. I mean, I got, like, an unbelievable love for that guy. That's yeah. great, man. Howie was everywhere. He, he, he tried to get you, tried to get right. <laughs> he ended up getting me. I mean, he was at my school every day. I don't know how he did it. Where did he get the energy? <laughs> back then, right? Those guys, they were all road warriors back then, those guys, the assistant coaches, you know? Yeah. So, so listen, That's you talk true. a little bit about it, Rod, the history, you know, that the, the rich history that you guys have at UConn. You know, I mean, I think that I think when we had Coach Calhoun on, I think what did he say, like thirty-two pros, Sonny, came out of UConn. Was it something like that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah tremendous, tremendous you know? turnaround. Like like you said, Rod, it wasn't known as a good basketball school, and Calhoun turned that around pretty quickly. Oh, he did a tremendous, tremendous yeah. job. Pretty so, quickly, and it starts so with players, said, right? You guys, you know, you guys are starting. That said, with the history and, and you know, embracing uh, the past, you know, at, at the UConn, talk about what it's yeah. like for the basketball alumni. Are they welcomed back with open arms? Is there, is, the, is there a lot of guys that come back to games? Talk about the culture and how, um, how you guys are treated by the current UConn staff. Hey, we're, if we can go to a game, we're at the game. I mean, it's still a lot of guys that live here. We have John Gwynn that lives here. Lyman yeah. Dupree still in the area. Murray Williams is still in the area. Dan Sarulik is in New York. So when guys are around, Ross Sellers drives from Atlanta for certain <laughs> games. I mean, that's how wow. serious it is. And that's how beautiful program is because – these That's serious. They accept us to come back. They give us tickets. They, they, hey, when we're there, they, they make sure the people know that we're there. So, uh, you know, we love our program, and when whenever we can get to the game and show love to the young guys, we make sure that we're there. Do so the, you, the you're, you're, uh, the uh, you're right you in are? the corner, Danny Hurley, right? Yeah, they, they they do a good job on making sure that the current players know who we are. When we're there, we go back into the locker rooms. They tell the guys who we are. It's all about the history with UConn when it started. You got to realize Rod and I and the guys, John Gwynn and Lyman, we started the dream season. I mean, we hit the shot. Tay George hit the shot for the dream season. I mean, we were right there going into the final four. If Tate would have kept the ball, (laughs) ball, that's okay. But look, he was in the area to steal the ball. It didn't happen. Uh, Other things happened, but we were right there. We should have won. We should have beat Duke. And that started the fire for UConn to move on, to get Danielle Marshall, to start getting the Ray Allens, to start getting these top-notch McDonald's players to come to UConn and really look at it because we was in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Yep. Well, so the and co- Danny the Hurley has just exploded it, right? So Coach Danny Hurley really has has amplified that, wouldn't you say? Yeah, Rod, you can answer that. So uh, piggybacking on what Chris said, I, I think uh, – Dan has done a tremendous job of embracing the older guys, yeah. bringing us back. And like Chris said, he has us in the locker rooms. He's, you know, telling the guys who we were, who, yeah. you know, who we are, what we did at the program. And 
it's like with open arms. I mean, they're yeah. asking, Rod, come to the back, come back, come back. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Yeah. You know, I think he does a tremendous job. And, it, it, you know, following a legend like Coach Calhoun is not easy. Not what even. Dan has done has been tremendous, how he has kept the older guys engaged. He's recruiting his ass off, as you can yeah. see. He's getting, like, all of these players. He's, he has a championship under his belt. Yeah. I mean, what he's doing is, is tremendous. And I think the older guys, I even told Dan when I was up there last year, I said, Dan, this probably means nothing to you. I said, man, I said, man, we're so proud of you, though. We're yeah. so proud of what you're doing, you yeah. know, for the program, with the program, the continuation of, you know, what, you know, was started back when we were in college. Yeah. It, it just makes us, you know, proud to see that. So, yeah. you know, and I, I love Dan's intensity. I love his passion, his fire. You know, it's great watching him, you know. I just think what they, what he and his staff are doing up there is tremendous. <laughs> Yeah, and, and Rod is exactly right. I mean, he's just bridging the old with the new. Whenever we're around, he makes sure these young guys know who we are. And, uh, you know, he's got a great staff. They know who we are. They, You know, these guys, you know, he's from New Jersey, but he has Tom Moore on the, on the, uh, on the roster there. He's a coach. And Tom Moore makes sure when, he, when guys are involved, they come into the locker room, they talk to the young guys. And I think that's just exceptional that uh, what they do for the program. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's important to the whole program that the guys on the current team, the younger kids, know who all you guys are you know they at villanova they say we play for those who came before us and that's that's kind of the mantra yeah uh, one of that they that they live yeah. by there at nova you know so i know all too well what that's like and i know yeah. how it feels when you go to a game and people are talking to you and you become an ambassador for the program you know and and what you know yeah what better day is that to go out and just you know go be yourself and just talk up uconn basketball while you're walking around gamble or wherever all you guys are playing, you know? So so let's talk about the current team. Right. Because the season started, you know, we're into we're into the yep. season now. And, you know, do you think that your Huskies got a little slighted by being picked third in the Big East this year after coming off a natty championship? It's, it's crazy because they're picked, what, sixth in the nation? Yeah. <laughs> sixth nationally, but third in the conference. Right. So, uh, it's kind of weird, kind of strange, but, you know, again, Marquette has a, a really good team coming back as well as Creighton, a good yeah. team coming back and some good additional players yeah. to those teams. So, you know, it's okay. I think UConn's going to use that as a little bit of fire. Uh, I hope they can get back. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I had my eyes on a team the other day. They played Northern Arizona. And uh, they look good. They fit, It feels good. Kind of feels like the last team. He ran the same offense as last year. And the new guys came in. And Castle looks great. He looks smooth running the offense. Uh, I think Caravan is going to be a star. I think he can average 18 points a game. Uh, we need him to get more uh, in a more of a scorn mindset because if he can turn the 18 to 22 to 24 points a game, which I think he can do, they could be outstanding. Clint, I mean, Klingon is brought, he's blocking shots. He's huge out there. They throw an alley to him. This team looks really, really good. And you got to realize we have our leader back. Uh, the point guard, Newton, was the starting Newton. point last Newton. year championship team. And you got to realize 
that championship game, I mean, he took over. He, he really took, took over, over and played did. well. So we we have some key pieces uh, along with some young guys that can really get it done. Now, mind you, we lost a lot. We lost, uh, right. you know, we lost uh, Hawkins. Hawkins, Jackson, and Sonogo. Jackson yeah. and Sonogo. I mean, uh, those are yeah. pros. We lost some pros. Right. But I think with the young nucleus that we have today, I think they'll figure it out and uh, and we have a good season. You know, they I, I have think a Caravan, the improvements he made. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chuck. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I, they have a good mix. And these are one of those games where everybody's going to get some run. You know, he didn't he didn't lay out you right. know, 30 minute games for, you know, for Donovan or or for Cam or for uh, some of the other guys, Tristan. You know, the, one, you know, it's t- it's that time where you're going to see who can do with what what kind of what kind of combinations work. You know, all of that stuff's being worked out in these first two, three, four games. So it's hard to get a real feel for what it's going to be when when the rotation gets shortened up at the end of this, you know, preseason. But they they play a tough yeah. preseason. I mean, they got Kansas, they got Gonzaga, <laughs> they got Kansas, North Carolina, North Carolina, they got Indiana. Yeah. I mean, it's no joke. You got Indiana. I mean, they're, yep. They're coming out. They're coming out blazing. So. Let's let's go right. down this, this roster for a second, Chris. You know, talk to me about the big guy a minute. You yeah. know, I, I got to start with the bigs. I know you're the point guard, Chris, and I and I got my man, oh god, I got my man Sonny here. You know, but Rod's a oh. guest and he's a big, so you know, so that we're gonna go with the big guy first. Talk about Donovan Klingo for a minute because he was hurt when we saw him at media day. He was in a boot, and the next thing you know. He's he's playing 15 minutes and getting you know getting loose out there again. No, I know. But when I talked to you earlier, uh, I think it was last week or the other day, you said that he was in the boot and you were surprised that he was playing. Look, yeah. he's going to be the catalyst for this team. Uh, if he was hurt, it, I'm telling you, I had my eyes on the game. I watched him. It didn't seem like he was hurt. My main thing is. The speed of the game for him—that's what I—that's what I'm looking at because I want to make sure that he's extremely healthy and 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 ready to be out there when the game starts to get faster. Because the game is going to get faster. He's he 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 expends a lot of energy. He blocks a lot of shots. He rebounds the ball. He does a lot for the team. And for that big body, I want to see if he can stay healthy when we're in those close tough games which we're going to be in the big east you said you said you graduated some pros but it's nice when you have some future pros right behind them you know <laughs> like you lose sonoma sonoma but then you got donovan right behind him yeah. yeah who's legit and he you know when we interviewed him and he talked to chuck he was looking down on the top of chuck's oh, head yeah. and chuck's seven feet so i'm like <laughs> oh, yeah. this yeah. guy's for real and he's a big chested dude too man yeah. Yeah, he, he's the real deal. He's he's got the nice size. He got big hands. He's got real soft hands. He reminds me of Ross. When the ball gets close to him, he grabs it. He grips it. He gets it out. He's smart with the ball. He doesn't turn it over. He's not afraid. So I mean he's just got a lot of great intangibles about him. And you're right. He should be the next pro. And I think he will be. He's good. Yeah. He's good. He's, we good. Talk- he's big. He blocks shots. He covers space. Yeah, yeah. And the the his backup Samsung played really well the other day as well. Monday. Yeah. If, if if he can stay healthy and continue to progress, 
they can have that same Sonogo Klingon, yeah, Klingon Johnson. You know, they can have that little rotation thing going, which would be pretty good for them. Right. Yeah, because, uh, you know, Johnson brings that athleticism. He's long. Yeah. He's lanky. He can get up and down the court. You know, when yeah. you you put him on an island with a guard, I think he can he can, he can can guard the guard on an island and be okay. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and we, we I love Johnson. I mean, he was hurt last year. But this, I mean, yeah. I saw him play this. He's just bouncy. He's bouncing around. <laughs> he's moving. He's fast. So, you know, if he just slows the game down a little bit, Rod, mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right. With those two, uh, it could be a Sonogo clinging thing again. Yep. You mentioned about Alex Caravan. Rod, what do you think? I think if he has the kind of season you're talking about, Chris, that's pretty spectacular. What are you seeing with him, Rod? What do you what do you expect out of Alex? Smitty was spot on what he said. I, I, I was saying the same thing. I said, this guy, he had a great freshman year. He literally could have been uh freshman of the year. I think he was, you know, all freshman team. Yeah, right. He had a great freshman year. He's made tremendous strides from his freshman year. He had 22 easy the other night. I mean, yeah. if, if he can be consistent, because he, he's so clutch. He's a clutch guy. Very clutch. He shoots well. He's clutch. If he can be consistent, like somebody said, and give you 18 a game, and if he can bump that any higher, man. And he has, a, he has that, like, quiet confidence about him as well. So, you know, he's leading just by example, by showing. Yeah. Man, if he can continue to progress in that direction, he, I mean, he can be big time. He can be big time for us. Yeah. How about the addition of Cam Spencer? Danny talked about being able to get him in the portal, you know, and bringing him in and how kind of it was very, like, fortunate. <laughs> they were very fortunate that he was available <laughs> when they needed, when that guy went early and they had the spot for Cam. What do you look at? What do you look at when you see a Cam Spencer? That's another huge pickup for Dan. You know, again, I said, I told Dan, I told the team last year, I spoke to him after one game. I said, you guys have all the pieces. I mean, they had everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at this year, and it's the same. Like Dan is doing a great job of getting mm-hmm. all the pieces, the athletics, the shooters, the defense, the point guards, surrounding everybody with what they need. I think he has all the pieces. And with the addition of Cam, man, it, he can be – I mean, this guy can shoot lights out. He can really, really be tremendous for us, especially with Castle and uh, and Newton going downhill, getting in the lane. You got the kick out. You got Donovan. They're gonna gonna have to double this guy. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna just monster you. So man, it, it's gonna be many opportunities for Cam to shine. Yeah. Which I think would be tremendous. So so yeah. talk about and, and I think he's gonna shine. Talk about Danny for a minute, guys. I mean, you know, we spoke to uh, a bunch of the guys. We we spoke to uh, uh, Caravan and 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 uh, Cam and and Tristan, and all of these guys said the same thing: the intensity level that Danny displays on the sideline. Right. You know, hey, listen. I remember when he played. Uh, you know, when when we were playing. Uh, you know how intense he was. You know, it's different. And you know we talked to Danny about it, and he and he said that we and all the kids too said that in practice it's just he's unbearable in practice, but in a game it's more <laughs> at the referees. No, he said it. Them. That's what Danny <laughs> said. Yeah, they said it. Every, every one of them said the same thing. It was in unison. It was like, and Danny said, 
He said, "I'm I'm a maniac in practice. They put up with me because and the games they'll, they'll look forward to the games." <laughs> that sounds hey, hey Rod. That sounds familiar, right? I was going to say the same thing. That was just what I was going to ask you. Same thing. That was just what I was going to ask you. Between you, you guys between, go to practice and stuff, right? Do you guys get to practice? No, I haven't been to a practice yet. But from what you just said, it just sounds like what we went through with Coach Calhoun and <laughs> and Rod down there with Howie Dickman. Man, I mean, you had two of the most uh, energetic, in-your-face type of coaches. And uh, we had two of them. So you can imagine if they're saying that about just one coach. We had two. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah, about that Dan, you know – you got a Hall of Fame coach in in Calhoun, and you got Danny yep. Early, um, who who now is is exhibiting a lot of the same characteristics of Jim. You know, <laughs> talk about the comparisons between the old and new school. Do you think Danny is kind of a throwback to those days of when Calhoun was coaching? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he gets in guys' face. He wants you to do what he wants you to do. I mean, he's got a tight program. He wants you to run his stuff when you're out there, and he wants you to run it well. There's nothing wrong with that, and there's nothing wrong with getting in guys' faces. But the one thing I can say about Danny by watching him on the sideline, if you look at the guys on the bench, they all believe in Danny, even the Mm -hmm. guys playing. That's the difference. He can yell at you. Some guys run and go away. But the way he yells at you, he's still pouring out love and saying, look, the reason why I'm yelling at you because I know you can do better. I know you can do more. And those guys, I can see they believe in him, and he believes in them, and that's why yeah. it works. I think yeah. he also shows them both sides of the coin, Yeah, right? He's ready, he's ready to bark and bite, but then he's also ready to lift you up and there give you, you a big old hug, right? There you go. There you go. Yeah. 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 And Rod knows. I mean, Rod, I mean, I, I used to feel sorry for those big guys down there while I was looking. <laughs> I mean, he yelled so much. It was ridiculous. I used to stop. I, I literally used to stop practicing and just watch because I couldn't believe how much Dickerman was yelling at these guys. But you know what? <laughs> it was done in love. And it's the same thing with. Coach Hurley is done in love, and the players know it. And if you do right by him, he he's going to show it. He's going to pour that love all into you. I think you know, the I, last I, part of what Smitty said is is huge. That you know he's going to scream at you and get on you, or whatever. But you know that at the end of the day, he has yeah. your back as well. Exactly. Right? If you work hard for him, he's going to have your back, and that's the beauty of, of Coach Calhoun. He was the exact same. He would scream, Coach D the same. Yeah. He would scream, curse at us, man, call us all types of stuff. But <laughs> you knew that if yeah. you worked hard, they had your back. They had your back. Yeah. You, you see the same thing with Danny. You see him screaming, but then you see him, you see him giving them love. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I love that, man. Like these guys, he's high fiving them. He's as intense as they are if he was on the court playing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm like, yo, how could you not like, okay, I'm old school. How could you not like that? I know I know the new school is a little different. You know, you can't be as rough, but seeing that it draws me in because I grew up with that. I like that. Yeah. So yeah. I'm loving seeing that from that guy. Yeah. You know, it you know, it's funny, you know, because we had we had Coach Calhoun on the show. And and I just want to share this with you because of all the guys that we've talked to, you two guys can appreciate what I'm about to say. 
okay? So I'm calling him back and forth to set it up. So I say, Coach, we're going to do it at 2 o'clock on a Tuesday. Okay. So I yeah, so I said, what's your email? So I said, oh, I got to get a pen. He goes, it's you effing Villanova guys are all the effing same. He goes, you, you don't even have an effing pen and a piece of paper and an effing this. Effing. I was like, I, I, I didn't know if he was going to make me run a suicide or what, man. He was screaming at me. Then the next day he's laughing and joking around with us. And I go, what the heck? I said, that guy, he reminded me of Coach Mass a little bit, the way he was talking, you know? So... It was, it was crazy. So, yep. so listen, guys, we're gonna take a short break because we gotta we gotta pay some bills. And our new sponsor, Third Eye Consulting Property Management Solutions, is gonna talk to us for a minute. And we'll be right back with both Chris and Rod, and of course, Sonny Sparrow, right after this. Today's episode brought to you by Third Eye Consulting. It's providing innovative property management solutions. Peter Haber, a good friend of Chuck and I's runs Third Eye Consulting. It's a full-service property and management consulting company. They are a customer service and results-driven company. They work with landlords, investors, and out-of-state homeowners who have tenants. They have a track record of taking underperforming properties, turning them on their heads, and making them profitable for their owners and investors. So look up Third Eye Consulting and give them a call today. Peter Haber, tell them the Big E's Rewind sent you. Back. Okay, we go, we're Chuck. back. Ready? Thank you to our new sponsor, go. Third Eye Consulting. We appreciate you. Thank you for all your uh, your sponsoring our the show, and we really appreciate what you do. So here we are. We're back now with the guys, all right? And we're going to talk about current day situations. First, first, before we even get there, I got to ask you guys this, okay? And this is this is a uh, a conversation that has been coming up recently based on you winning your last uh, national championship, your fifth national championship at UConn. Why is it, guys, do you think that people have such a hard time of including UConn in that blue blood conversation? What do you think that's about? Rod, I'll let you hit on that. Uh, people ask me that a lot. I always say, I give a na- this analogy. I say it's like new money. You got like, you know, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, you got the old money. And then you got uh, Zuckerberg and, you know, Musk, the new money. The yeah. old money doesn't like to really accept the new money. And you know, UConn, what, they got five and 25 years. Yeah. And, you know, these other teams have eight, whatever, but it's over 60, 70 years. So it's hard for them to accept the new blood, the new money. They don't want to accept it. But, you know, I always say, Old money, new money is still good money. So, you know, <laughs> if, they, right. if, they, if they accept us or not, we still got the five championships, you know? Yeah. So, All right. I got to ask you. I got to ask you. Are you Musk or are you Zuckerberg? Which one do you want to be? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Either or. That's a great yeah. analogy, man. I've never heard that. <laughs> like Ross, hey, hey, Rob, we're, we're Bitcoin, right? that's it that's it fortune 500 either way doesn't matter matter. let's talk about the state of the conference i mean you know this year this year i think the biggies could probably get five or six teams in the in the tournament uh if it all breaks well for everybody um talk about who you think the top of the top of the uh the conferences this year, Chris, besides UConn? Well, 
Well, I mean, obviously, like uh, Rod said, Marquette's going to be there. Uh, Creighton's going to be there as well. You know, I'm excited, man. Hey, look, St. John's. St. John's, I think, is going to be up there as well. I watched them the other night because, uh, man, everybody's talking about St. John's. Let me see what they have. And then I saw the guard play. They have really, really good guard play at St. John's. And I'm like, wow, they're going to be pretty good. I watched Cooley at Georgetown. And I'm like, ah, Georgetown, you know, Cooley's a great, great coach. uh, And he's got some pieces there as well. And I'm like, well, Georgetown may try to make a move as well. And I don't think that's going to be easy out as well. So there's some teams that I think they're going to be exciting. They're going to play hard. Obviously, Villanova. You know, Villanova's always going to be there. Villanova's Uh, a system, man. A system. system. They're always going to be there. They're never easy out. They're going to play tough defense. So there's some teams up there that can really knock on the door this year. And uh, like you said, I think it's going to be six teams in the NCAA tournament this year for sure from the Big East. You know, it's funny. You mentioned St. John's. You know, I watched that game, too. I was impressed with the kid, uh, Joel Soriano. Yeah, he, he, yeah. He, I like he, he didn't do that last year. Yeah, you know he he didn't do it in his first four years. Yeah, yeah. I mean he's right. he's putting threes up. I mean I was impressed with him, <laughs> and I agree with you about Georgetown. I think Georgetown's a few pieces away. Yeah, but next year they've got already one of the top recruiting classes in the country in the top five anyway. Like like wow. UConn wow. this year. They've yeah. got a they've got a group coming in that's supposed to be uh, un unbelievable. But also, wow. but also, right, Chuck, Coach Cooley is energizing and bringing back his former players. Yeah. He's putting the pieces all back together. Good. That from what the alumni have said was kind of one of the missing pieces there. You know, you're right, and it's funny, son, because you know we're talking to two guys at at UConn, and they're embraced by the current team. The yep. Georgetown guys were not that way, and wow. and it's uh, and it's and it's different, and it's odd to hear that because yeah. you know I come from Villanova where it's that way. You guys are UConn where it's that way. You know, Sonny's got a little bit of both. They do some stuff, but not everybody's involved. Wow, you know, it's it's all different for each of us, you know. Wow. But but the thing is, I think what Cooley brings to the program is the first thing he did was he had a conference call with the former players. Yep. And he wow. had about 80 alumni on the, 80. On the call. And and he Big invited fan. them to come to practice. He invited them to, you know, be part of it. Um, you know, and the first day at practice, there's five um, alumni there. But oh, yet, wow. they really don't know, you know, how to <laughs> handle that. So, yeah. you know, so a kid makes a play. You got two guys running out on the court high-fiving a kid. In the middle of practice, <laughs> so Cooley blows his mind and goes, "Hey, you, we want you here. We love you. We want you here. Yeah. Okay, but make no mistake. This is my practice and this is my gym. You know, yeah. Yeah. you can't act like you've been here before. Kind of a thing. <laughs> like so, a kid in a candy shop, man. Like, yeah. Well, you know what? I can't blame them, Sonny. I right. can't either. Right. You're excited, yeah, you know. It's yeah. It's, I mean, it's a part of your be part of where you. Yeah, where it's a you part of your up, DNA. You know, you know? it's right. Natural. Of course, of course. So yeah. I mean, it's 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 wild though. I'll say that you know. Um, all right, Chris, I got to ask you this too. This is this is new school basketball stuff. Mm-hmm. How much money would you have made on an NIL? The leading score, Chris. Nobody's recording. Say at least a million dollars. I mean, these kids are making a million out here, 
And uh, if yeah. not, a little bit more. But, uh, you know, I, I love it. I love it for the kids. Uh, yep. You got some kids that may try to go into the NBA or the WNBA and they're not ready. Uh, the NIL will give them a chance to really say, look, I want to continue with my education. I want to stay at school. Uh, I'm 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 take I'm I'm getting taken care of very very well, uh, and and you know and some of these kids probably make it more in college than they would after after right. college. So uh, it's it's really really good. But I Man, think, think um, about that. yeah, yeah. Think about the money they're making. In yeah, college. Right. In college, yeah. college you're making this money. Yeah, Listen, what I would have done for a hundred dollars, you know, what we yeah. could have did on campus with a hundred bucks, yeah, a million, you know, or whatever. We would have easily been over a million. Yeah, yeah, we, we, I think we all would have. You know, would have been tremendous. Yeah, and you know what? Because Connecticut embraced. I mean, it's not. There's no pro team in Connecticut. You got New York with the Knicks. You have Boston with the Celtics. There's no pro team in Connecticut. So yeah. I think all the players at UConn at that time, if there was an NIL, we all would have been at the car dealerships. We all would. <laughs> there would have been a line. Yeah, there would have been a line. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, yeah. I mean that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. And now you add the portal to that, right? Yeah. And now yeah. now it becomes like being on a pro team because now you have yeah. free agency. But you know what? You don't hear the downside of that. There are a lot of kids, and we talked to Lavelle Sanders, who's uh, coaching at um, Binghamton, and he okay. came on, and he's a, they're, they're a mid-major, you know? So yeah. mm -hmm. a kid drops 15 a game at a mid-major, all of a sudden now he's getting recruited in the portal to go to the Big East. And now maybe he don't get the run that he was getting. Maybe he doesn't do what he was supposed to. You know, it's it's a different animal when you're playing on on the there's levels, and it's a different game at each level you go to. And it and it trickles all the way down to the high school kid who's if you had a son now, Chris, and they were trying to get a scholarship somewhere, and he was kind of in between, it would be tough because why would I take a 17 year old kid when I could take a 20 year old who's been in who's doing this for three years you yeah. know yep. kind of like cam now with with uconn right yeah yeah now i gotta ask you since syracuse left the big east my heart's been broken but you guys left the big east and then you went back right what did you feel like when uconn said we're going back to the biggies i mean just describe okay. that a little bit go on rock man i was super excited about right. that yeah, you know, I hated the fact that we had to leave to go to the American. You know, I'm I'm not gonna hate on the American or anything, but you know, we're playing games in Tulsa, Oklahoma, or you know, we got games down in Texas yeah. where in the Big East, you know, it's the regional rivalries are there. And then the rivalries that we've known forever, you know, Georgetown, uh Villanova, well, Pitt was there, they left, Syracuse left, but you know, the the Providence is right there. Yeah. Seton Hall, St. John's. See, no. Man, it was that was great to go back, and then you know the Big East is a basketball conference, right? So that's you know deal. it's going to be wars, and then you got the rivalries, the fans are engaged. I mean, you know, we were in the American. I would look at games on TV, and I would see some sometimes the arena would be half empty, half full. Yeah, right. We're playing now back in the Big East. It's sellouts. Sellouts. I mean, it's, and energy it's, off the charts. Unbelievable in those yeah. games. Yeah. yeah. And for me, real quick, I mean, uh, 
I grew up in Connecticut. So, you know, my favorite player growing up, Sonny, was Pearl Washington. I told you that. I mean, he was the man. And then you got to realize I grew up in Bridgeport, Connecticut. We had Charles Smith who went to Pittsburgh. So right, yeah. I knew him, you know, our families went to the same church and, you know, I grew up watching him play. So, and then John Bagley from Bridgeport as well went to Boston College. Yep, so, right. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just, I was so elated when they went back to the Big East because that's where they belong. Yep. I couldn't agree more. Can you guys yeah. make a call to Syracuse? It's area code 315. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sonny's been trying since we started doing this. He's been trying to get him back in, but we don't have as much money as the football programs do. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's that was all about. Football drives it, man. Football yep. drives it. It does. Okay, so we're, we're getting up against it, guys. So, you know, let's talk. The last one. Give us your predictions. What do you think's going to happen this year? We're starting a brand-new college basketball uh, conference, bad new season. You know, who do you, what do you think is going to happen? Let's just talk. Let's just keep it in the conference. I'm not going to ask you to do final four picks, but who do you think is going to be playing on that last weekend, the four teams, and narrow it down to see who's going to be there at the end for the Big East tournament at the Garden, which is the greatest place to play for a, a basketball tournament, right? Greatest. I think we'd all – I got UConn, Marquette, Creighton, and Villanova. Those are my four. Yeah, I would I like say that. the same. I would say the same thing. I think I'm. Uh, I I got to watch uh, St. John's a little bit more, but I, I yeah. might go St. John's in there this year. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Sonny? What do you think? I I I I hate to do it, but like I did it before. I'm going to stick with it. I, I I just see Marquette and UConn playing for the championship again, and. It's fun to watch Shaka and Danny because both of them are probably run a half a marathon on the sideline between the two of them. Right. I mean, right. there is no coaching box. Those guys are literally at the half court line. They're on the court. You got six guys on one side of the court and six on the other side. It's, it's insane. Yeah. 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 I, I'm going to say those. I think UConn, they have to stay healthy, I think, uh, especially in a couple key positions. But uh, it's hard to argue with how Marquette plays. And I think Xavier, when they get everybody healthy, they're going to be Ooh, a force. Yeah. yeah. That's a good call. Gonna be good. They're going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to surprise some people for sure, yeah. you know. I think so. Yeah. You know, Sean Miller. I think got, Providence can surprise blood, some people too. Blue blood Big East coach, man. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't disagree with you guys. I ha I have to I have to put my Wildcats in there somewhere, otherwise I won't be allowed to go back to any game. <laughs> I have to do that. And I and I agree, Chris. I think I think St. John's could really, really make some noise. Yeah. Um you know, he's they're such a good scary. coach. Rick yep. is such a good coach. Those guys are gonna you know they're gonna be in shape. Yeah. I mean, that's been his <laughs> his formula yeah. for success since he started back when in uh, BU and yeah. and then when he took Billy Donovan, what he did to Billy. Mm. You know, Billy Billy came back look like a, a transformed guy, and all of a sudden yeah. he's uh he's running up and down with the best of them. So I think they may be there. And and again, uh, Marquette is good. The kid Tyler Kolick is unbelievable mm. kid. Uh, first of all, and second of all, he's defending. Um, he's a current. Uh, Big East Player of the Year, and he's up for it again preseason. Nice. So, nice. you know, so they they have that guy, and uh, it's a know, Providence kid. Going to be, yeah, and you know, yeah. Creighton and UConn, are, you know, they, it could be anybody's game. That's what's going to be fun. And you know, now that we've been to the media day and got to meet these kids, I have a renewed interest 
and watching other teams other than the Wildcats. You yeah. Know? So I, yeah, I'm too. flipping channels. My wife's like, what, what are you watching? I go, I'm watching the St. John Stony Brook game. Stony Brook. <laughs> what are you, crazy? I watched that too. <laughs> so did I, yeah. Yeah, so I said, you know, so I'm looking forward to it. And I and, and hopefully, guys, we run into both of you at, at games. And yeah. I know I know we'll we'll stay in touch, Chris. And, uh, you know, we'll get out. We'll get you out to an Eagles game, too. Man, come point. on, man. Please, please. <laughs> please get me out to the Eagles Fly, Eagles fly. We'll get yes. you out for a game, brother. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thanks again. Thanks a lot for sharing your time with us tonight, guys. We really appreciate you coming out. And, Rod, at last minute like that, you know, Chris has got to be a special friend for you to uh, jump on and trust him enough, a good teammate, that you know you were with two good guys. So I hope we made you feel it. Oh, that's my guy, big man. Smitty's Smitty, Smitty my guy, man. I love yeah. that guy. That's my that's man. It. And yeah, thank you guys it. for having me on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. You, absolutely. Yeah. yeah Thanks, right, guys. Love you, big you guy. <laughs> Take care, pal. <laughs> Thanks, oh, man. Guys. Bye. You've been listening to the Big East Rewind with Sonny Sparrow and Chuck Everson. The Big East Rewind is produced and directed by Nick Chico Chorus and Daryl Gurney. You could check us out on all things social media by putting Big East Rewind in the search bar. Um, we are on everything from TikTok to Instagram, everything you can think of, X. And uh, also, we want you, when you go on, to check out the shows on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and hit that bell for notifications and share it with your friends. Always great to see you guys. Great to talk to everybody. Have a great night. See Thanks, everybody. Wednesday. Enjoy. Bye-bye.